Welcome back to another edition of the No Further Comments podcast, a.k.a. the NFC. This is the Basketball Insider Edition. Basketball. I'm your co-host, Alex Meacham. And to my left... Across the table. Across the table is our intern, the super tennis player, Will Sultan, Anderson High School senior. Yes, sir. And uh, tell everybody what sweatshirt you have on today. DePaul Tigers, repping the, repping the DePaul. That's where you're going. Yeah, yeah. And, and what song are we listening to? What, what song are we coming into? Ain't No Half Stepping. By who? Big Daddy Kane. Big Daddy every King. show, every show we've done, this is episode number four of the Basketball cute. Insider, we always play Big Daddy Kane because, I, you know, I, I feel it's important that you learn about great hip-hop. You know, because you listen to these Uzi Vert and Yachty and Migos. That's all fine and dandy, but you need to know about Big Daddy Kane. And who are his backup dancers? Scoop and Scrap. Love her. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you can, you can fade that out. Right. So today we have a special guest with us. Now, we've not had a special guest, Will, on our Basketball Insider podcast. On our normal NFC podcast, we've had plenty of special the guests. First. This will be the first guest. And they say usually your first guest is your best guest. Not you ever so. heard that? I hope so. <laughs> I'm going to introduce him here in a second. But before I do that, Will, can you tell everyone our social media handles? Yeah, yeah. Check it out. It's what, You said that like, a, like you're about to rap or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you need, you need NF- an instrumental? NFC podcast on the Instagram and Twitter. Just straight NFC podcast. And then... Are we gonna talk about Shining Star, or not that one? Oh, uh, okay. So, so let me let me preface. Which ones? Let me. You said the NFC yeah. podcast. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, I have an AU basketball program called Shining Star for kids ages 10 all the way up to 17 years old. And if you're interested in trying out for us, we have tryouts coming out here in February and March. If you're interested in that, you can check us out on social media. Will, you want to throw that out there? Shining Star AAU for both Twitter and Instagram. There you go. You're on it. Give us a follow. Now, if you really want to slide in some DMs, you want to slide in Will's DM. What, what's your social my media? Personal, my personal? Yeah, your personal. Let everybody dub, know. Dub Salty. <laughs> dub Salty. <laughs> dub Salty. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of deal. You're going to be like that kid at the Super Bowl that took a selfie with Justin Timberlake. Could you imagine how many people slid in his DMs oh. after that selfie? Yeah. Like, I bet you, like, every girl at the school that wouldn't talk to him, kind of like probably how you feel every day, but every girl <laughs> that wouldn't talk to him just all of a sudden is sliding in his DMs. Like, hey, what's up, big head? So, <laughs> big head. <laughs> my social media, Instagram, and Twitter is Alex underscore Meacham. My Snapchat is Big Meech 41. We still need to get a Snapchat here. We need a Snapchat for NFC. Yeah, we do need a Snapchat. A behind for the NFC. scenes. Behind the scenes. You know who's in charge of that? That'd be me. Will Sultan. I'd like to bring in our guest here today. Our first guest. They say your first guest is your best guest. And to my immediate left is a senior guard at Anderson High School. He's now a four-year varsity player. Will. That's pretty impressive. That's crazy. Right? Yeah. His name is Drew Huxtable. Good friend of Will. Will, yeah. do you want, before we, before we have uh, Drew say anything, <laughs> you have any good stories about Drew? You've, how long have you known Drew? Uh, I've known Drew since I was a little kid. 
Yeah? Yeah. To preschool together. Yeah. What, the preschool? Yeah. yeah we got oh. some pictures. Yeah, I got some good pictures. If we can get that picture. We could get it. That will be, I will post that. Really? No, we actually, Will it. will post that because he's in charge of the social media. Yeah, I'll post it. Let's do that. You have yeah. any good stories about Drew? Oh, I probably got a lot, yeah. That's clean? <laughs> no, it's, no. No clean Maybe ones? Not. Uh, there probably are, but like I need to think. I can't come up with them right now. Okay, after we yeah. wrap up the podcast, you can you can fill me in I on will, that. Yeah. Drew, what's going on, man? Nothing much. Happy well, to be here. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Now you've had a you've had a very good season. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's been uh it's been different from past two years, kind of jumping in a new role or new role. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Now, being a four-year varsity basketball player, your role, like you said, has obviously changed. Yeah. And you going from, you know, being a role player to being the leading guy. Now, did, did you take over the reins being kind of the leading guy this year, or did that start last year? Um, well, last year we had Ben Summer, JT Meyer, kind yeah. of the leading scorers of the team, actually leading scorers of the league last year. And uh, towards the end of the year, kind of I had to step up a little bit right so I'd say towards the end of last year I kind of stepped up into this role role a lot more and then carried on through the summer into this year now how tough was that I mean last year you had two dynamic guards yeah and Ben and Ben was one of you know I went around watching a lot of high school basketball uh -huh. games last year Ben was fun to watch he was a fun player to watch he had a lot of bounce he did you, you'd never you had swag. he had a lot of swag yeah. to him uh, what was the nickname? Benny Buckets? Benny Buckets. Benny Buckets. You, you, you always had, if you were on defense, you had to guard Ben. Like, you, you had, had to know to. where he was you at all to. times, right? Right. And then Jay, obviously, Jay's very solid. He transferred out and at West Claremont now, but, mm -hmm. you know, definitely a solid. So you've got two solid guards, and was it, was it tough knowing that both of them are in definitely your position? Yeah, so, I mean, last year, I still thought Jay was going to Anderson, so... I thought me and him would both be kind of the dynamic players, but right. when he left, I didn't really think much about like being the the leading scorer, like taking on that role. I kind of just kept playing and kind of came on to me. So right, yeah. What did your What did your coach say to you? Like so, and and the reason I ask you this question yeah. is for a lot of young players out there that are listening to this that. Are potentially going to be in that same position maybe mm -hmm. next year or the year after where they'll be the leader of their ball club what did your coach say to you going into this like what what did you have to prepare for so even last year he kind of knew I was the leader of the team even though we had Ben and Jay mm -hmm. being the point guard and kind of just like behind the scenes kind of running everything almost right. so going into this year he uh basically told me just to keep it up and to uh, keep my head up. Over the summer, our team was playing really well, so mm -hmm. he just told me to keep it up, really. Now, what kind of work did you have to put in during the offseason? Uh, I did some a lot of individual training mm -hmm. over the offseason, get my shot better, um, things like that, and then kind of just like forming our team together almost over the summer right to where a totally different team so how'd you do that uh do you guys go like bowling together or no hang out actually we do we do we do that some doesn't. stuff together <laughs> we uh <laughs> <laughs> we uh we do the uh what is it breakout cincinnati together 
I mean, that's not why. But Wait a minute, Breakout Cincinnati? <laughs> yeah, have you ever heard of that? No, I'm writing this down. What is what is Breakout Cincinnati? So you're put into a room and uh, you get like five clues or something, and uh, you have to break out of the room, getting clues. So that that's like probably, a team effort. That, that probably attributed to the walnut win right there, Breakout. <laughs> now could. don't don't jump the gun. Like you're way. We're gonna build towards <laughs> that. I know where you're going with that, Will. So just quiet down. My bad. My bad. <laughs> Settle down, Will. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, finish. So Will interrupted you. So you're in you're in the room with your team, right? And we split up into two teams because I have it's like nine people to a room. Okay. And you get an hour to break out, so you have to break out of the room. So you feel like things like that help the team gel. Yeah. Get to know each other. Yeah, honestly, I do. And uh, hanging out off the court, I think that's a big part. Just being close. Now, what's the breakdown of the team as far as uh, age? So you're you're obviously a senior. How many other so seniors? So we have five seniors. Three of us start. We have Hunter Bodie. Yep. Um, Amadeus Jones. He starts. Great name. Yeah. Excellent Amadeus name. Jones. He's a football guy. So. Yep. And then we have three or four juniors that play. One sophomore. So it's. Kind of spread out, but yeah. not that many seniors. Gotcha. So, so take us through uh, the season here. So I'm looking at your schedule. All right. Mm -hmm. So you guys started off and you lost your first three games. First three. Now Taft High School, okay? They lost their first three games to start the season, just like you guys mm -hmm. did. But with them, after Christmas, they went on a nine-game winning streak, yeah. and they're playing very well, and they they kind of gelled. <clears throat> Whereas you guys have been kind of back and forth. I mean, close to the Christmas and right after, you guys went on another three-game losing streak. Yep. But then later here in the season, you guys have knocked off the number one and number two team yeah. in your conference. Mm -hmm. So talk to me a little bit about you know the start of the season and, and, and what's transpired to lead yeah. us to now. So this year we uh, put in a new offense. Okay. And towards the beginning of the year, I think everyone was kind of still trying to get that down. And... We played. Now, what's what's the difference between last year's offense and this year's offense? So last year's offense was attack. So we would get the guards attacking the lane. Because you had Ben and Jay. Yeah. And you. Yeah, yeah. So we just keep attacking the lane and try to get shots off that. To whereas this year it's more of cutting and screening and trying to throw it into the bigs. Gotcha. So it's been different, but. Towards the uh, middle of the season, I think everybody kind of clicked with it and okay. started to get it down. So, and the first three games, San X, Indian Hill, Milford, I think it was because we had some of the young players that starting and haven't played any varsity. And even Hunter Bodie yeah. hasn't played much varsity at yep. all. He played JV last year. So, I think it's more of experience and yep. kind of getting and, that gameplay down. And those are three games to start the season that are tough. Some good teams. I mean, St. X, is, they've proved to be a better basketball team, I think, than a lot of people thought they would be and what they've right. been in the past. Indian Hill's always solid. We're going to talk about Colin Shawn a little bit with yep. Indian Hill and, and, and Milford. You know, they're always tough. Always good teams. So, you, you, you know, in some ways, based on what you said, you want to start the season off maybe with three games of – of a lesser opponent so yeah. you can get going a little bit more. Yeah, yeah it, it was it was a hard start to the season, kind of didn't know where we would go from there. 
but I think everybody kept their heads up and we've been playing well so yeah and, and so, so talk to talk to us a little bit about two games in, in particular one you guys had a one-point victory over Withrow and then you also had a big win big win against Walnut Hills yeah Easily the biggest win on your schedule thus far. Definitely. Right? No doubt. So talk to us about the Withrow. So going to that Withrow game, I believe you guys were 6-9, and nine, something like that, going into that game. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so first time we played Withrow, we went double overtime with them. Okay. And I thought we should have won it. We were, uh, we were ahead pretty much the whole game till the fourth quarter and then towards the end of the second overtime. But I think we match up really well against Withrow having Hunter Bodie. Yeah. And, uh, and he's pretty athletic. He is. He's very athletic. Can for, dunk and yeah, block. And he can. So for his size, he's, he's a good player. And then uh, we matched up in zone. So we came out in 2-3, first time we played him. Kind of shut down what they wanted to do transition-wise okay. and attacking the basket. So I think that was a big part of the double overtime. Mm -hmm. Second time we played him, did the same thing came out in a 2-3 the whole game and pretty much just caught him off guard with what they wanted to do and pulled out a win. That's good, man. Yeah, it and was he, awesome. And, and that type of stuff, I mean, you guys had some games where, you know, you, you lose. And, and some games you probably lose. You figured, out ah, we could have won that basketball game. And yeah. then you win a game like Withrow and also Walnut. Now your coach is basically telling you, see what you guys are capable of? Right. It, it, right? Is that not the message yeah, he exactly, delivers? exactly. I mean, from the start of the season, even after the first three losses, he, he knows what we can do. Yeah. And he always tries to be positive and keep our heads up because he knows the potential we have. Right. Especially coming to the postseason, keep our heads up. We beat number one and number two team. So yep. as of right now, we could beat anyone. And, and the thing is, the losses you guys have had this year, you know, are against solid teams. Yeah. You know, you like we talked about the first three uh, games for San X, Indian Hill, Milford. You guys have lost to Milford twice. They're always solid. They're always solid. Yeah. Right. You lose yeah. the lose the Withrow early, but then come back and beat them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Sycamore, and and you lost to Walnut the first time. Did yeah. you come back and beat them? Yeah. The West Claremont, obviously, that loss was, was obviously disappointing. Yeah, Sixty-two that was. to twenty-nine. That was bad. We uh we struggled that night. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're nights like that, but you guys bounce back. Yeah. Now, you, now, now after that West Claremont um, loss, losing 62-29, to 29, and then having to turn around and play basically your rival in the neighborhood, mm -hmm. kind of the Xavier UC rival with right. Turpin and Anderson. Yeah. I mean, you guys are so close. Uh, you guys had to just quickly get that out of your mind and we prepare did. for that game. We did. And you win. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're not ready to go for the Turpin Anderson game, I don't think you should be playing. So right. I think that was easy to bounce back from a big loss and uh, coming out hot. Now, your, your coach shouldn't have to even give you any pump-up no, speech before Turpin, no. right? No, he, he even said that. He said, there's nothing to say. So for those that don't know out there uh, that are listening, Turpin and Anderson are pretty much separated by what do you say how many miles two two miles yeah something like that. that yeah right so so very close and the the great thing about the rivalry is 
it's a lot different than some other schools rivalry in that a lot of you guys grew up together you guys went yep. the Nagel or you know elementary schools exactly yeah you guys know and in the football the football games always intense the They're basketball crazy. games always intense yep and I want to ask you about with that particular game the student section um, is there a guy in the front row in the student section named Will Sultan? Does he usually, is he like <laughs> he, with his he shirt gets off? He pretty rowdy, yeah. This is what I hear. He, uh, he'll kick his legs up, but he'll get rowdy. I, this, this is what I hear. And yeah. Sometimes he like takes his shirt off and it's painted. Yeah. And yep. He's usually always next to a, a lady too, so. <laughs> <laughs> Poor lady. Yeah, yeah definitely. Now, and what, what I've heard, I don't know this to be true, but before the the big games will goes and and lifts weights and does a bunch of push-ups so he could take his shirt off in the studio do you, do you believe this to be true I, I believe it okay i believe it will can you confirm this i can't confirm it I, that's have you done that before never i have you've not done ne that one never time. you've never worked out and done push-ups because on your instagram you have a picture it was at a football game where your front row shirts yeah. off and there's like orange like i don't know what that was that smoke or, oh, I'm or like that i got my hands up in the air yeah so you didn't do push-ups before you went and, and, and crunches no i just be I just, honest no i really didn't you just said i'm just gonna go like this just, and the ladies are gonna love me yeah you're lying That's all you gotta do. <laughs> so uh <laughs> let's jump into uh some of the players you've had to guard around the city i mean you've you've had to yeah. guard uh, some of the better players, um, and somebody we talked about before on the podcast, and who I think is is one of the better athletes in our area, and that's Colin Shaw at Indian Hill High School. And obviously, mm -hmm. he's a very good basketball player, but he's also a very good football player. Yeah. And I think he'll go down as the greatest athlete to come out of Indian Hill High School. So you had to guard him. I did. And how did you do? He. Uh, oh, I, how have you done? Because you played him multiple yeah, times. Yeah. So the. Uh, First year I played him, junior year, that was a chippy game, and uh, me and him were kind of getting into it a little bit. A little talk there? Yeah, I'm not too much talk, but just a little chippy, you know. Now, see, that's You're the thing. A Let's talker out there. Sometimes. <laughs> now, now that's the thing about you. Like I've known you for a long time since yeah. you were just a little little guy. Yeah. And you've always been like just like calm and smooth right. and just going and, and do your thing. I just I don't see you talking a lot of trash. You know, it just some but, something if something sets me off, I can I can get into it. Okay. Yeah. Now see Will Will on the other hand, I could see him talking trash all oh, day. Oh he does. And, <laughs> he does. I believe it. I believe I back it. Back it up. You back it up? Yeah, back it up. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you talk trash in tennis, by the way? Is it possible? Yeah, sometimes. What like what do you say? I don't like I don't know what I say all the time, but like just if someone's like coming at me with stuff and I like I know I'm better, it'll, it just irritates me and I just could get after them and I beat them. I think you talk more trash to the refs. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. I see that a lot with tennis where they're yeah. they're, they're yelling at the yeah, officials. Yeah, that's happened before. I bet you you get you probably break your racket and stuff, yeah, I'm not throw it. A racket okay. In, in years. I said in years. When I was younger. Right. But it's been a long time. Okay. Yeah. All right. Back to Colin Shaw. Yeah. Crazy athlete. Hard to guard. He Definitely. is. Um, he finds crazy ways to score. Right. Get in the lane. Pivot. He's got a nice shot. So it's a, he's always hard to guard. It's a challenge, but. You've done well against him. Yeah, yeah, I think so. 
What's been the key? So when you're guarding someone like a Colin Sean, for, for those that haven't seen Colin play, like you were saying, mm -hmm. he's very crafty at very. getting to the basket, and then he'll, he'll float back, he'll fade away a little bit on yeah. you. And he makes them. Yeah. Uh, I would say the biggest key is stay down. Because mm -hmm. I don't know if he wants to beat you off the dribble as much as he wants to get in the lane and pull up, as far as I saw. Right. So my biggest thing was just stay in front of him get a hand up gotcha yeah how much how much tape do you watch video of your opponent do you guys watch more tape of the opponent or tape of yourselves trying to correct what you guys are doing wrong i would i would say we watch more tape of our opponent that we're about to play okay uh we spend i want to say a good hour before before the game spread out kind of watching film on the team we're about to play. So, and then I'll watch individual film if I know I'm going to be guarding a certain player. Right. To see his tendencies or whatever. Have you seen or heard, uh, there was an interview with Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And obviously Tom Brady uh, lost last night the Super Bowl yeah. to the Eagles. But one of the things that Tom Brady attributed to him doing well was watching film and breaking down not only himself but but the the opponents and really and and, and when i played college basketball that was such a big part yeah. with what we do it's like knowing your opponents watching what you do right. i think that is so crucial to yeah. kids success i don't think enough players do it mm -hmm. i give credit to my coach for that they scout a lot a lot of games they watch a lot of film we always have a really detailed scouting report and i think it definitely helps us a lot to win some pretty big games yep just to know know what they're going to throw at us and even have multiple things that they could do so that i think that's a big part now you also had to guard um saint x's leading scorer nathan stockman yeah who all three of us know Nathan very yeah. well great kid yeah. and having a great season and he is uh, kind of like you a kid that's um, in a role of, of leadership mm -hmm. and uh, so you've had to guard him how'd you do against Nathan uh I did pretty well I me and Patrick Dames yep. mixed up a little bit on him so Pat I think Pat wanted to guard him a little bit they were getting into it so oh talking a little yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but uh he's he's quick he yep. can shoot yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got some good moves. He's, he's hard to guard. There's a picture. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, Nathan Stockman is in a game verse. I believe it was Alter. Mm -hmm. And I, now I don't know what transpired, but this is based on what I was told. And he crossed over a kid in Alter, and the kid fell down. And the kid is, like, laying down like he's asleep. Have you ever seen this picture? I haven't. I've got to show you this picture. It would – I don't know why it's not his profile pic. Yeah. Like, that would be mine for about two yeah. years. Like, he literally put this kid to bed. Like, <laughs> take a nap. You got I, You got to see it. I'll, I gotta see I'll definitely uh, pull it up. So, I want to jump into music a little bit. So, a lot All of right. kids, a uh, big part of pregame, warming up, is listening to music yeah is this a big part of your like routine it is yeah okay i would say so um I like rap music okay yeah it gets me 
Gets me pretty focused. It's fired up. Yeah, it does. All right, so you so guys are rocking that volleyball playlist. <laughs> <laughs> are you talking about the warm up? The yeah, warm up. CD, yeah. Well, let me let me ask you. Well, before we talk about the actual warm up uh -huh. music that you do at Anderson individually, yeah, with your with your headphones on, right, yeah. What are you listening to? Like, who gets you gets you hyped up? I like some some old Drake. Old Drake. Yeah, I like some Mac Miller. Mark Mac? Battles. I'm sorry, who was the last one? Mark Battles. Mark Battles? Yeah, have you never heard of him? No, it sounds like a local rapper. Nah, he's pretty good. He's I've pretty never good. heard of this guy. Give me a song to listen to. I'm going to go check that out. Chicken. <laughs> listen to Chicken. Wait a minute. I think you're making this no, up. No, listen to Chicken. The song's called Chicken? It's called Chicken. Now, so the key to your success this year has been listening to Mark Battles' song <laughs> Chicken before Chicken, every yeah. game. Okay, I'll make note of that. <laughs> All right, you tell me this real quick. Who is the greatest rapper of all time? This it's is an important question. That's hard to say. Come on. You need to know this stuff. Right off my the top. My preference or? Yes, I want, I want yours. My preference. I'd have to say Kendrick. Kendrick? Yeah. Wow. I don't know. I'd say just from what, like my age of music? Yeah, yeah. Yep, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. So you didn't mention Kendrick as a artist. No, I you do. To. I do listen to him. I was gonna get to him. Okay. Yeah. All right. We just didn't get far enough down. No, the no. So, so Mark Battles' "Chicken" is a little ahead of Kendrick's stuff to listen to, or are we mixing it together? I mix it together. You're mixing it with the chicken. Yeah, yeah. All right. So during the warm-ups, uh huh, the playlist. Who controls that? That would be our athletic director. Oh, so yeah. your athletic director, does he screen what's being played he or is does. he picking the playlist from he, uh, his catalog of music? So he's picking the playlist. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Are you so guys happy about that? No, it's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's our, uh, it's our volleyball mixtape. Oh, no! <laughs> the volleyball girls. No! Mixtape. So it's that's like, pretty bad. Do the John Wall. No! Yeah, Stop it. It's bad. So you really need to get like your... your, your Fixing of, of Drake and Mac yeah, Miller. I gotta get and it while chicken. I can. You need, yeah, you need to get your chicken before the game. Yeah, I do. Wow, that's yeah. uh, I don't know. Hey, Will, what? Who, so with tennis, real quick, who do you listen to before you go out there and? I usually listen to some. I I, I switch it up. It's kind of like I don't really stick with a certain thing. I'll go between like old stuff or maybe some country music. Before or a game? Or I'll just get hyped up. Like I I don't get hyped up till right before. Okay. Like, I don't really think about it until like right before. Okay. And I listen to like maybe old Drake. Like, I, I like old Drake. Yeah. Okay. A little Eminem. Yeah, Eminem. I've been on the Eminem grind lately. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, not that new Eminem CD. No, that's. No. that's yeah, that was. That's yeah. Black. That was. Yeah. So, real quick, what did you think of uh, Justin Timberlake yesterday in the Super Bowl performance? You know, I thought it, I thought it was decent. Okay. Yeah. What would you. I gave it a B minus. B minus. What would you give it? I'd agree with that. Nice. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Man. It wasn't terrible. Right, right. It wasn't spectacular. I'm with you. Yeah. I thought his dancing was pretty good. Oh, his dancing's always yeah. on point. The Jays. Yeah. Oh, comes out in the Jordan 3s with yeah. the Nike swoosh. Those were. The 3M swoosh. Those were nice. Can't, can't beat that. No. I ought to give him a little bit of a higher grade just for that alone. Yeah. Uh, he also did a tribute to Prince. Yeah. Which was cool. The outside of the arena and turned purple and it had his the little uh, Prince logo. Uh, what'd you grade it, Will? Because you're, you're a big Timberlake guy. You're a big JT a. guy. I give it an A. He could have sang more. Dance moves were an A+. Okay. They always are. 
Okay. And I like the song choices. He picked all the right songs. I agree with that. I he like the song the, choices. He picked the right songs. And I liked when they did Mirrors. Okay. That's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What, what about when he went into the crowd? Now, so, <clears throat> being a big concert guy, I love concerts. I love going to concerts, and especially really big concerts. Yeah. I thought it was really cool that he went in the stands. Yeah. And yeah. then he took the selfie with uh, Ryan McKenna, I think is the kid's name. I think that's his name. He's already gone famous. He's oh yo, <laughs> exactly. like I said, he's sliding in his DMs big time. Uh, what'd you think about that? Were you like when you guys were watching that, you were like, what? What's I thought that was pretty cool. I can't see somebody been. like that. Yeah, just walk right in. Yeah. You see what? all the security guards in every single. Yeah, aisle. yeah. Oh yeah, they were yeah. definitely not yeah, letting me. Yeah. What would you have done if Justin Timberlake walked up to you in the stands? What do you do? Dap him up. Dap him up. Yeah. Dap him up. <laughs> I don't know. I'd probably try to get a selfie. You, d you definitely yeah. would do the selfie? I would try to, yeah. I'd okay. probably go for video. You get a little video? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just get a little sing along with me. Fair enough. Yeah. That would have sucked if his battery was like running out. Yeah. And it was just Died like. mid picture. Oh, that would have been terrible. Would have. Right? Well, Drew, listen, I want you to stay with us because I'm going to talk a little bit about UC basketball. Okay. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the NBA. All right, so uh, are you a UC fan? I am, but I don't, I don't follow too close to them. Have you watched them at all this year? I have. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, good. I yeah. took Will to a game early this year. Yeah, they smacked them. They played some, like, technical school out of Florida. Yep. Um, yeah, won by, like, 60 points. Will could have got in and played. <laughs> yeah, he, he wouldn't have done well, but no, he would have got in. I could have held the lead. I think so. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. Totally agree with that. So here's what I want to do. I want to jump into, on UC schedule here, um, two games I want to talk about. They played Houston and UConn. Now, Man, that was a close one. Houston. The Houston game? Yeah. Well, they got down by 18. Yeah. Gary Clark. He's a problem. He's a problem. He's a problem. <laughs> Gary, Gary Clark a problem. is a problem. Now, did you know there's a guitarist named Gary Clark Jr.? Really? Did you know that? Like a that. famous one. Huh. Yeah, just a little tidbit for you young people. Anyway, so they're down 18, and they just weren't playing very inspired. Um, they just had to get it going. It was like, it was one of those things where I was watching the game, and I'm like, all right, UC's going to win this game. It's just a matter of them settling down and, and just starting to get their flow going. And obviously Mick probably ripped them at halftime, right? Yeah. You know, getting down that much. But they... I think going into halftime, they might have been down by, I can't remember, like three or something like that. So they had marched back. Um, have you ever been in a game like that, Drew, where you guys are playing a team you know you could beat? Yeah. And you get down, it's just like, okay, we're going to beat them. We just got to yeah. settle in. This year against Harrison, we were down pretty much the whole game. And I knew we were going to beat them. I was, I was getting mad. And... Uh, Came back and beat them by like 10, I think. Yeah. So, exactly like that. How'd you play that game? I played pretty well. Yeah. Did you, now, when you guys were getting down and you said you got frustrated, did you start to really pick it up? I did. And see, that's what great leadership does. Yeah. So, Gary Clark, uh, the Drew. Jacob Evans, the Drew Huxtables <laughs> right. of the world. Drew Huxtables a problem? Drew Huxtables a problem. Dude, if you're in the student section, <laughs> look, you gotta get that who, do you got, who do you guys play Tuesday? Oh, uh, we don't play Tuesday. We play Friday against Loveland. Where's the game? Anderson. Okay. You're going to be there. 
Yeah, I'll be there. I want now. If you don't do this, you and I have a problem. All right. You're gonna have a big sign that says Drew Huxtable is a problem. That'd be sweet. Like Would you that. do that? Yeah. I like that. Okay. Gotcha. All right. I wanna. I wanna see that. What, what's your What's your jersey number? Eleven. Eleven. Yep. Oh my gosh. What What number is Gary Clark? No way. Eleven. It's meant to be. <laughs> do you see how this is coming together? That's crazy. Dang. I gotta see that though. Do you, are you gonna do this? Yeah, that is pretty crazy. I mean, I'll, I'll get you the board to. I'm to get some help from some people. Yeah. Look at this. This is my picture with Gary Clark. That's a number eleven right there. Number eleven. That's well, a good how number. How about that? It's crazy. You know what you should do? You should like superimpose Drew's face onto Gary Clark's body, and like have it like in the corner and just put like Drew Huxtable is a problem. You yeah. can do that. Can we can we, we get can that do done? That. Yeah. This is gonna happen. Oh, work on that. Dude, this is. I'm excited. I, I need a picture. We're gonna put that picture up too. We're, your, gonna, we're gonna post that. What's your game Friday? Which one are you attending? Oh, uh, I am uh, not sure yet. Not sure yet. Um, game time decision. Yeah. Games. I'm gonna go to a game on Tuesday, Friday, and Saturday. Nice. Just gotta kind of weigh it out. See, UC plays on Tuesday at home, so I've got to figure that out. So, back to this Houston game. Uh, I was really excited to see Kyle Washington step up and play well. I believe he had like 19 points. Uh, have you ever seen Kyle Washington play, Drew? I haven't. Okay. No. He's he's UC's. I'm just gonna say he's their one of their big men. I can't call anybody a center anymore because I just don't feel like they're really a lot of true centers anymore in college yeah. basketball because everybody wants to step out. Right. You know he's power forward but there's not like a lot of power he's almost like that uh chris bosh yeah type yeah. player right yeah and he's left-handed but he shoots this jump hook that is I, I don't it defies all like there's no coach in america that is teaching his jump hook yeah if anything you're telling kids not don't to. shoot yeah right. don't don't do that yeah but he makes them it is the most bizarre. There has to be, if somebody hasn't done this yet, please do it. Put together a highlight of Kyle Washington's, the best of his jump hooks. You, you'll see, they'll spin the wrong way. It, it's, it's, it's bizarre. It's but hard to guard. It's very hard to guard. Because it's like, how do you guard awkward? Right. You know, it's, it's, yeah. you can prepare for sometimes a good player because they have proper technique and skill but when it's just awkward it's just like and, it, and when awkward is effective yeah then you're in big trouble yeah and that's what happened versus houston washington's awkwardness was effective so he had 19 points they go on to uh beat houston 80 to 70 and there's uh next game on saturday they played uconn um and and i've been talking about this any conference row game that you can win i don't care if you win by one point you take it, especially in college basketball, especially early in February. Anything you can get, you can take it and, and run. And they won 65 uh, to 57. Uh, Jacob Evans played well. He had 19 points uh, that game. And what's interesting about Jacob Evans, have you had a chance to see him play? I've not. If not, you need to. You, man, we got to get you on I the know, Bearcat bandwagon, okay? Do you, do you like Xavier? Not really. Okay, I'll take that as a no. Yeah. So. <laughs> you need to see Jacob Evans play. I think he is UC's one of UC's best prospects to be a pro, to be in the NBA. I think Gary Clark has a very good chance of playing in the NBA. He has a specific skill set. 
I hope that ends up translating to the NBA. I would love to see him, him be an effective NBA player. I think that would send a great message to a lot of players out there mm -hmm. that are coming up that you don't have to, you know, play like this. You can play like Gary's like a he's like a uh, a workhorse he does a lot of dirty work he you know he gets you know a lot of rebounds putbacks and he's not yeah. flashy you yeah. know he just gets the job done right and i hope that he's able to take that in and make an nba career with it but jacob evans if you were to watch him if you just look at him and you you'll go oh yeah he's a baller yeah. like if you lined up against him you're like oh this dude's about to drop 30 on us <laughs> right so he looks the part, kind of like Will. Like when Will steps on the basketball court, you just know. You just know he's. I, I look the part. No, you don't. So uh, <laughs> I don't know if I do the other part. Do you? Do you? When you play tennis, does that happen? Like you step on the yeah, tennis court yeah, and they're like, sure. they know. Oh so. man, yeah. this dude's a beast. You, yeah, some people just have that like swag to them. And you've got that swag. You got that? Depends on who. Sometimes I have more confidence against certain people. I you gotta, you gotta, it's gotta be, relate to everything though. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. It's You're hard playing. though to carry with everyone, no, going in knowing they're better. Right. But you still got to somehow. Fair enough. So, uh, Jacob Evans, and he, the, the thing about Jacob Evans is, and I'm gonna bring this back to you, Drew, mm -hmm. is like this year, Gary Clark is UC's guy. Like, he's UC's team. Yeah. Jacob Evans is probably the better NBA prospect, but I feel like if he leaves for the draft now, I think he'll be fine, but if he stays another year, it could be his team Yeah, like you have right now. Yeah, And he can take that year to work on things to be the man. Like, yeah. it is his show. If you looked at uh, Trayvon Blewett mm -hmm. from Xavier, yep. Trayvon Blewett obviously is having a tremendous season for Xavier. Yeah. One of the best players in the country. He went and tested the waters with the NBA draft last year, and it came back things like he needed to get in a better shape and mm -hmm. some uh, different things. And he went and worked on those. Yeah. And now he comes back and he's having a tremendous season. He's put himself in a better position come NBA draft time, yeah. right? So I'm figuring the same thing with Jacob Evans. I would love to see him come back, work on some of those things in the offseason, and basically have everything, all the keys and everything handed to him next year mm -hmm. to run that show. Kind of like you do with Anderson yeah. this year, right? Guess so. So what we're going to do now is we're going to look at, like we always do, the next five games for the Bearcats. The next five games, they have three home games and two away games. These away games scare me. So the next home game is against UCF on Tuesday. Um, I'm confident that they'll win that basketball game. Um, they've done very well at home. I mean, UC's, yeah. I'm not sure what their home winning streak's up to at this point, but um, they're tough to beat at home. Then they go play SMU on the road, which that worries me a little bit. Um, but what worries me more is right after we play SMU, we turn around and play at Houston. Now, we just talked about before UC beat Houston at home, 80-70. to 70. We got down 18 points. We come all the way back. So that means we go play at Houston. They're going to be pumped up. They're going to be yeah. fired up. Yeah. They're going to be fired up to beat us. Definitely. Right? So, and their crowd. See, we're not, we get down 18, <clears throat> and the crowd's, like, yelling at the Bearcats. Like, <laughs> pick it up. We're cheering them, encouraging them. At Houston, that's not going to happen. 
Yeah. They're going to be, their fans are going to be yelling at us, like you suck. UC is going to jump out the gate really strong in that one against Houston. Well, now, why do you say that? They're going to stay ahead the whole game because they, they know what they got into the first time and they messed around and got I like down. That. Yeah, I agree with that. This time they're ready. I like that, Will. They're kind of mad they were even down 18. They're, they're not going to let it happen this time because yeah. they know they're the better team and they're going to win. I like that. I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Now, if UC, let's just look at this hypothetically. If UC can beat UCF at SMU, at Houston, and keep in mind, we're number six in the country right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think that's the highest ranking a Bearcat team has had under McCronin. So that's definitely a, a great. That's great for the for the fans and for the program. Definitely. I know Mick Cronin is not telling this kids anything about that. He doesn't care about rankings, yeah. and the kids shouldn't either. That goes no. out the window, March. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Your focus in, in is is winning basketball games, not worrying about rankings. Mm -hmm. So if, if if hypothetically they can win the next three games, they then play Wichita State at home which will be one of the big games, the biggest game of the season. Wichita State started off the season so well. They've had their ups and downs. They've struggled on the road. And they're, they're kind of in a funky spot, but a very dangerous ball club. Yeah. Offensively, Wichita State is as talented as anybody we've seen. They've struggled a little bit on defense. Hopefully, we're able to exploit some of the things they do defensively. And uh, if... if the crowd's into it. It's going to be packed at BB&T Arena. Have you been to NKU's arena? I have. It's a pretty cool it's, arena. It's pretty cool, yeah. Right? It's a lot cooler than I thought. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think them playing in BB&T Arena is going to help them by the time they're in the in March Madness and they're playing in a different site. Because they haven't been playing at their home site at UC. Right. They've been playing just yeah. different places all the time. Right. So I think once March comes, they're going to do really well. Will, so far you've had two very good breakdowns. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to give you a lot of credit for that. Thank you. All right. You're bringing a lot of value to this podcast. That's what I'm here for. Yep. Now, I can't say that's true for the past, <laughs> but today you bring a lot of value. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, after the Wichita State victory, according to, to Will, we play UConn. UConn at home. Um, I like our chances. Um, we beat UConn at UConn. Um, I like our chances at home. Um, the the key, the next five games, f for me, just as a as a fan and a former player, if if we can get by SMU in Houston, I don't care if we beat SMU by one and Houston by one. I, I could care less. If we can get by them. I'm thinking we can beat Wichita State and UConn, and it really sets us up mm -hmm. well for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll get into the rest of the schedule at a later point. But the key is this. The key in college basketball is at the end of the regular season to have a great a, a, a opportunity to have a great seed in the tournament. Because seeding is everything. Yeah. Where they put you, your path to the Final Four. And in the, pa in the past, you see has had matchups that just weren't good for them because of their seed. Mm -hmm. You know, last year, uh, the Bearcats lose to UCLA. Yeah. That was a bad matchup oh, yeah. for the Bearcats. That was. That was a, wasn't that like a large? We played well, but, I mean, UCLA was, oh, they were a beast. They had yeah. a baller. They had, they had the big baller big brand. Ball. 
Lonzo Ball, baby. Yeah. So, all right, now I want to segue into um, our last discussion. I want to talk a little bit about the NBA. I miss the uh, ballers in America. I just want to say that. I'd agree with you. I, I, I feel do. like there's something missing in my life with LaMelo and LiAngelo in Lithuania. Yeah, it's not right. Lithuania, LiAngelo, LaMelo, all the L's there. It's a, yeah. I do. I miss them. I miss LeVar, you know. He's been. I've heard much about him lately. Is he living out there with them? He is. He's coaching. He was helping coach. was yeah. very interesting. Um, we need some LeVar Ball in our life. We do. Right? We need a little bit more. And, How do you feel about his uh, basketball league? You know, that's a, actually, that's a very good question. And yeah. that might be something we, we dive into a little bit further in another podcast. But to, to answer your question in a, in a short way, I think it's a, actually, conceptually, it's a good idea. Mm -hmm. Because, honestly, here's what I appreciate about LeVar Ball. I don't care what anybody says. He says some crazy stuff. Um, and I think it's all part of his marketing plan yeah. to get you talking about him. But. I appreciate anybody that challenges the way we do things in America basketball-wise, whether it's the NCAA, whether it's Ohio high school basketball, whatever it is, because I think there are rules and things we have in place that don't benefit our student-athletes. Yeah. Yeah. And we need to constantly challenge those to put our student-athletes in better positions to be successful, not only on the court, but later in life. Yeah. So if somebody comes along, as crazy as they might be, if they challenge that to rework the system, I'm all for it. Mm -hmm. LeVar Ball might, he might be doing it in a very odd way. His concepts might not be the exact answer, but it might help us get to that answer mm -hmm. of what's, what do we need to help these student athletes. Because honestly, and I'm around a lot of high school basketball, I know college very, very well, I know a lot of kids in college, I, I follow the NBA. Our system in America with basketball is, is really, is honestly, is broken. Yeah. It's broken in a lot of ways, and I think there are ways that, that it can be fixed, but it needs to be challenged to be fixed. Otherwise, just, just keep on driving. Yeah. Someone's got to challenge it. So. He's got the publicity to do it. He has the attention. That's yeah. right. But the key has been, people are like, oh, well, somebody else could have done it. No. He had the son at that time. Lonzo, that was good enough mm -hmm. that could give him the voice to do that. Yeah. So, so Lonzo and the potential of Lamelo, Leangelo's okay, but yeah. you've got three kids. Now you've got basically three different different kids coming through at different ages, where you can continue to try to get you know your message across. And I, I'm all for it. I mean, he he might do it in a crazy way, but. Um, this league he's, he's putting together, uh, if it helps kids, and if it helps kids that might be in, in not the greatest situation or, I mean, it helps put them in a better position, basketball, and whatever, and they could make money, yeah. Yeah. and that will challenge the NCAA, and I'm all for it. Yeah. yeah. I'm all for it. Now, he might go about and not do it the right way, and somebody comes across and uh, comes along and, and does it a different way that's better. Could happen. Then he sparked, he sparked the mind to, to do that at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so that's, I, I didn't plan to talk about LeVar Ball today, but we did. 
I appreciate that, you though. You had to bring it up. Talk about you always <laughs> got to talk about LeVar Ball. I don't care what you're doing. He relates to every aspect of life. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking we need to find a way for you to become the first big baller brand tennis player. That would be sweet. How about that? Get some big baller brand t-shirts and shorts and shoes. <laughs> yep, triple B, baby. Start rocking it. I, I, I think it would be... Let, let's let's tweet at him. Yeah, I'll get a BBB racket. When's the a well, BBB racket? Be I cool. love that. When's the tennis line coming out? Let's do it. Yeah. You want you want to get at him? Yeah, I get at him. Okay, let's make that happen. Mm. I'm not kidding either. But it all starts with that. Drew Huxtable's a problem sign. I got a few things to do. So so on that sign, I want Drew Huxtable's a problem, but you got to have triple B. In the yeah. corner, though, will you put Big Baller Brand in the corner? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Would you, Drew? Would you wear Big Baller Brand shoes in a game? I would. <laughs> I would if I, if I didn't have if I didn't have to pay for them. I would. Okay. Well, once Will becomes a Big Baller Brand athlete, uh -huh. he'll definitely hook you up. Hook yeah. me up. Right, Will? I'll get you. You're all for that. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the NBA uh, real quick. Do you watch much NBA, Drew? Barely. Barely. Yeah. Well, I happen to go. I'm a big NBA guy. Love the NBA. Uh, happened to go to the Sixers Pacers game the other night because I wanted to see the process. How was the process? You know, it was interesting. Um, when I got to the game, I was lucky enough. I just, and I, I stumbled upon this, but through a connection, my seats were right behind the Sixers bench. Like I'm where Will is and where I am, that's how close I was okay. to Joel Embiid and the whole crew, Ben Simmons and all them. Embiid is enormous. I mean, like, Indiana's biggest guy was so much smaller yeah. than Embiid. It was, I mean, when, I mean, just how massive Embiid is, and then his skill set, his ability to move. Now, they just released him to play back-to-back -back games, mm -hmm. and that was one of his first back-to-back -back games. Um, I think it was one of the first, but he uh, he looked a little bit tired and sluggish in certain spots. Yeah. Uh, they took him out. They were really monitoring his minutes. But, man, when he was like, when he's energized and he's going, bro. He's a monster. He's special. Yeah. Now, how did Simmons play? You know, Simmons didn't have a great game. Um, I thought he had an okay game. Uh, I was expecting a little bit more from him. Um, he's uh, he's well put together. He's yeah. very proportioned. I mean, he's he's got a nice um, size, upper body, lower body. Like things are proportioned out. Now this is his second year, but he could win Rookie of the Year. Right, which I told you I disagree, disagree with that. Completely with yeah. Yes, I'm not. A, I'm not. Because he was injured. Yes, because he was injured last year, so. Technically, you know, he yeah. didn't play, but I, I just don't agree um, with that. I'm just like, you know what? You, you're just not up for rookie of the year, plain and simple. You know, the, the, the people that are there for their first year, that's what the award is. So, yeah. anyway, that's a totally different argument. I have to say that for Glenn, our other co-host of the No Further Comments podcast, because he, he disagrees with me, yeah. of yeah. course. Um, but, no, Ben Simmons, um, he did okay. It's interesting because... I think um, he passes the basketball so well. He has the ability to take over a game offensively, but he also has the ability to 
um, orchestrate and conduct a game, which I think is very unique. And I think the other player who does that is LeBron James. Yeah. Because remember, at one point during the season, LeBron James was running point guard. Yeah. And he was, you know, throwing great passes. He throws, I mean, obviously, he's an excellent passer in transition. And, and Ben Simmons is very much, you know, like that. I think, honestly, offensively, Ben Simmons is a lot smoother than LeBron. Really? Yeah. I don't think LeBron's, and I know I'll probably get blasted for this, but I've never looked at LeBron as a great offensive player. I've always looked at him as, obviously, he's, he's much bigger and stronger than everyone. Mm -hmm. And he's able to, well, of course, he's got skill, don't, don't get me wrong, but he's able to kind of bully some people in certain spots where I feel like Ben Simmons is a more natural type of, of yeah. score, yeah. right? Yeah. But LeBron is just does so many things. If I'm Ben Simmons, I watch early LeBron film. For yep. for like the entire offseason, I'm I'm gonna look at how LeBron was the first three years of his career, and then I start looking at film of him now, and look at that transformation, look at what he's done, because you know you've got to use him as a blueprint. Mm -hmm. Ben Simmons uses LeBron as a blueprint for success. Watch out. Yeah. So now you've got Simmons and Joel Embiid, who's gonna do nothing but get better, and you put those two together. That is scary. It's a problem. It is a problem. Like Drew Huxtable yeah. is a problem. Those two are a problem. Um, and I was fortunate enough too. The point guard, one of the point guards for the uh, 76ers, uh, T.J. McConnell. Uh, he played at Arizona, and I got to know him during his time at Arizona. Got to know him really well, um, and to this day, still talk to him. And um, I, I text messaged him that I was coming to the game, and he got me a, some passes for after the game. So I got a chance to go down and talk to him after the game. I saw Ben Simmons. Um, awesome. Ben Simmons would not take any would not take a picture though. He didn't. Why not? Uh, well, the pass I have, you're it's only like family, mm -hmm. okay. and he had a lot of family there. There was probably about twelve people. Um, and everyone, every one of his family was taking pictures. I think he just was kind of ready to go. Yeah. And I didn't want to interrupt him while he was talking to his family. But then when he finished, I kind of went over and he's like, man, I got to go. So I was like, I, I get it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it wasn't a big, wasn't a big deal. But I wanted to actually meet Embiid because he seems like just such a character and a good yeah. dude. Right? He does. And just, I wanted to see how small I looked <laughs> compared to him. To his waist. Oh, my God. He's so big. But uh, that was good catching up with TJ. But I'm going to tell you what's interesting. And I can't tell you what TJ said to me um, after the game regarding um, team stuff because that was kind of a private situation. Not that he said anything bad, but um, that was this private conversation. But sitting behind the bench, it was cool to watch how the NBA players interacted with the coach, coaches, you know, because a lot of these guys are making millions of dollars. They're getting paid more than the coaches. Yeah. So it's almost like, in the NBA, the players are in charge more than the coaches are, in some cases. Not all of them, in some cases. And it was just interesting to see when guys would come out of the games and how they get frustrated with their playing time, and you could see it, mm -hmm. and how, how the NBA coaches interact with the players is just so different, very different, than how they react with you at the high school level yeah. or how they react with Gary Clark at the college level. Okay, so that was that was very cool to see. But I tell you what, um, 
they're going to be tough to beat if they can stay on course. And I know the their number one pick, uh, Markel Foles, was out. He's still injured, and he's got a funky shot going on. Right? I don't know what What's that is. On that was only one cough this podcast. <laughs> We're not done. Pretty but quiet too. I know. I How about that? Um, but uh, and depending on how he turns out, man, they 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 could be a force to reckon with for it's a close conference for a while. Right now. It's a close conference. What are we looking at with the Sixers? They're in third. They're twenty-five and twenty-five, and then the Heat and the Pacers are above them. But the Pacers are thirty and twenty-four, and then Heat are twenty-nine and twenty-four. I tell you what, the Pacers, the Pacers are Pacers are playing pretty well. But I tell you, for for going to an NBA game, the Pacers arena, that whole situation is great. Have you been to a Pacers game before, I'm Drew? Not. I've been wanting to go. Oh, go. Yeah. Have you been? Never. I've heard it's pretty cool. Dude, go because it's an easy drive. Okay, yeah. you'll you'll get there very easily. Then when you when you get off at the exit, the arena's like two streets off the exit. Parking is. I've been to tons of games there. Parking's never a problem. Easy walk. Tons of restaurants in the area. The arena's so fan friendly. It, it's a great place to go watch a game. Not a bad seat. I'll be That's close awesome. to it next year. That's right. Yeah. At so DePaul. When you go to a game, let me know. I'll be there. I will. I'll be like 40, 35 minutes from I'll pick you up. We'll go watch the Sixers play. Sounds good. That'd be a good deal. All right. You, we're in for that. Yeah, definitely. That sounds good. So, um, but lastly on the NBA, we're getting close to the, the All-Star break. And um, I've talked before about uh, MB, uh, MVP, Rookie of the Year. Uh, a lot of that stuff will change because I always say it's it's before All-Star break and after the All-Star break. Uh, and right now, up to this point, I'd say um, MVP of the NBA right now, I'm going to say James Harden. He's going off. Yep. He's, going He's cooking. He's <laughs> cooking. He's cooking. Yeah. Have you watched much and do you have an MVP? I've... I would have to say James Harden too. Just the way he's scoring. Yep. I don't think anybody can stop him. He's tough to guard. He is. Imagine having a. You talked about guarding Colin Shaw. Imagine guarding James Harden. He's so long too. Yeah. His arms dangle down. And his footwork's just awesome. Crazy. Uh, your MVP, Will. Who's up there right now? Westbrook's playing well, isn't he? I mean, he always. Harden, yeah. He always does his thing. I've told you my issue with um, Westbrook. What's that? I think a lot of his uh, stats are contrived. Like he, he'd rather get the statistics and like like a triple double. Yeah. I think he puts that at at, at a higher that was like importance than the actual game itself. I can see that. Because last year everybody was just keeping track. Like, yep. oh, you're on this amount, this amount, this amount. Yep. He just kept I can chasing see that. that. And I think he did that because of KD. So so KD leaves and goes to Golden yeah. State. So I think his... his Exactly. He's right. like, okay, we're not going to win the NBA title, but instead I could win MVP to show him. I yep. think that's what he was after. Yeah, I can definitely yeah. see that. I see that. So your pick is? I'm going to go with Harden. Maybe someone off the Warriors. Maybe KD picks it up later on. Yep. You, you, know, you know, to be honest with you, there are – my timer's going off there. There are, there are two seasons yeah. in, the, in the NBA. 
It was before All-Star, yeah, like I said. And that, that's yeah. right. You're learning. Yeah. You are learning so much in our podcast. I'm going to tell you what he's learning. He's learning in basketball, breaking things down in the many seasons. And he's also learning about Big Daddy Kane, the iconic Kane. 90s I rapper. About him today. What'd you learn about Big Daddy Kane? He's what a rapper looks like. What are his dancers? That's right. That's right. Names. Dancers' names? Scoop. And? I, I don't know the other. Yeah, you do. <laughs> this is, this do. is disappointing. Scoop and something. I don't know. Come on. Will you tell him? Scoop and scur. Scrap. <laughs> scrap, I don't know. Come on. Scoop yeah. and scrap. But you got you to put their last name into it. Scoop and scrap. He, he knows it. He just doesn't want to say How it. How am I supposed to know I that? know he knows it. Will, would you tell him, please? Lover. <laughs> now you guys. Lover. Yeah. You guys say it like Will said it. So, so put it all together. You ready? Go. Scoop and scrap lover. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, I enjoy this. Just having young people talk about Scoop and Scrap Lover. I wonder what Scoop and Scrap Lover are doing right now. I listen to this. <laughs> yeah, they definitely aren't listening to this. I'm saying. They, they are, they're like, well, uh, why are we being talked about on a basketball podcast? <laughs> if they listen to this podcast, they would hear every instrumental every single time. I know. They'd be like, these guys love us. We got to give them. I've got a great idea. Feature. I've got a great idea. Before next game. Uh -huh. So Friday, you play Loveland. Yep. My my guy Will's gonna be there with a big sign that says Drew Hux is a problem. Drew Huxtable's a problem. Prior to the game, you are going to listen to Big Daddy Kane. I will. Is that a great idea? That's a, That's great, a great idea. idea. If you come out and drop thirty, I think he should bring a speaker and bump it. Ooh. I, oh. What if I get the AD to play it through the? If the AD played it, I, I, I'm telling you, I, game's over. It's over. And, and I, so Drew, last thing I want to say. Yep. And I'm bringing this up last. I need to apologize to you. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. So, and the reason I'm sorry is because last week, Will, Will had brought to my attention that you guys play, uh, played Walnut, we're going to play Walnut, Walnut Hills. And um, I thought you guys would lose to Walnut Hills. And, and, and let's just be honest. Most people that have seen Walnut, seen you guys, look at the record. If you were to say, who do you think would win? People yeah. would say Walnut, right? Definitely. And I say to him, and, and, and listen, Will, he's your guy. He goes to Anderson. He's back in Anderson. And I say, I think, I think Walnut will win. And the bet was I had to grow my hair out for a year. And, and you know how good looking I am with this bald head. We shook on it. We did, sh we did shake on it. It was legit. And uh, you guys came out and you beat. Now he texted. I texted him. You, and I didn't believe him. Yeah. I had to go to Twitter. I had to go to Anderson Redskins Twitter, or whatever it is, yeah. and see. And it was a picture of you guys and said Redskins win, Redskins win. Red. You see that? I saw that. And I was like, Oh my lord, this is incredible. Yeah. And no, and and, and I apologize to you because how dare I doubt you guys, right? Um, but you only had eight points that I game. I only had eight points, yeah. And, and so, like I said to you uh, earlier, before we started the podcast, if someone was to say, Anderson's leader, Drew Huxtable, has eight points and they beat Walnut, I say, no way. Yeah. No way that happens. And it happened. It did. So, credit to you guys. Great victory. Thank Hats you. off. Hats off to your coaches for getting you guys prepared for that game. Definitely. It must have been an excellent game plan. It was. Yep. Definitely. So how dare 
I ever doubt the Anderson Redskins. It's a tough or, loss. It won't or, happen again. Or betting against me. Or betting against Will. I'm not having a very good year with <laughs> my bets with Will. What was the other bet? You're 0 for 2. Oh, my other bet. Go ahead, Will. I'll let you lay it up. I said McNick would beat uh, your former high school, Roger Bacon, by 30. The Roger Bacon High School. And it beat him by 30. So if UC makes the Final Four, I got tickets. Wait a minute. I don't think they beat them by 30, did they? It was like, I think we missed it by one point, didn't we? Or you 29? Mm -hmm. I said beat them by 20. You said beat them by 20? 20 or more, and they did. This is disappointing. And they beat them by 30. This is just disappointing. I know, so you see, he's just got to make the Final Four, and I'll be there. <sighs> this has been a tough year for me, Drew. I'll be at the Final Four, and you're going to have a full set of hair. <laughs> you know, I had to go on TV the other day <laughs> on my on my. Channel 5 WLWT segment, my Basketball Insider segment, I had to, uh, to talk about this. And that hurt, Drew. It, it, it really was tough. It was, it was tough to do I it. Bet. <laughs> you just need a wig. I know. I know. It's, trust me, me growing my hair out is not a good look. <laughs> not a good look at all. And speaking of hair, Big Daddy Kane, he had the high top fade. You know what that is? Yeah, of yeah. course. I, you I had, had that, didn't you? I did. I had one when I was younger. Did if, you look up to him? If... I did look up to Big Daddy Kane. If I could grow that again, I would. And that's what that's what I would grow for yeah. a year. But yeah. I, I can't. There's my the expiration What's that date. Stuff that they, the commercials. Don't uh, don't be don't don't stop. I know you're going. Don't. <laughs> you're saying Rogaine. You right. <laughs> or the stuff you spray on. Stop it. I see what you're hey, doing. Get whatever LeBron got. Oh jeez. He needs to let it go. He does. Right. Just he does. See, the MJ. Yeah, this, well, see, I, th I think, here, here's, my, here's my theory. There's so many comparisons to Michael Jordan. Not that they're the same player, but greatness. Yeah. So my, my thought process is LeBron does not want to shave his head because that's be one more thing. That, I think so. Right? You got yeah. the 23 already jersey. You got your own shoe line. Yep. You know, he's, he's on the quest for these championships. Then he comes and shaves his head. Then it's, you know, it's more conversation. So, yep. so he's... So he should grow it out. Uh, I, don't, I don't... No, I don't think he should grow it out. <laughs> I, 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 Go the other way. I think he should. <laughs> I think he, if he shaved it and then just kept, a, like, a beard... Yeah. Like, a, like not, not the Rick Ross beard. Harden beard? No, not the, the Harden. The James beard. The he Har has it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. keep the, yeah, like the beard he has now. The, the so the Harden and the, and the Rick Ross beard are the same thing. You could yeah. take them off and put them on yeah. the other person. It's the same thing. I, I agree with that. He should keep the, he should keep the beard and he'd be, he'd be fine. But I never thought we'd, we'd venture into LeVar ball talk and LeBron James needs to shave his head this podcast. But it made for excellent conversation. I want to thank you, Drew. No problem. For Thanks coming for on. having me. You're very welcome. Appreciate it. And I wish you luck on Friday. Thank you. I need two things from you. I need that picture of you and Will when you guys were young. Okay. And then I need a picture of him holding a sign that says Drew Huxtable is a problem. Got we can it. get that. Okay. We'll get that done. Those two, two things happen. I will be a happy camper. I want to thank everybody for listening to another edition of the Basketball Insider. Basketball Insider. Edition of the No Further Comment Podcast. Will, as usual. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you. And thank you, Drew, for coming on. No